Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, and we got our uh, we got our old uh, co-host back on, Jamie. It's good to good to have you back on. Hey, thanks, Chief. Aloha, everyone. I just want to let you know that on the island of Maui, the roosters rule. <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what do you mean they rule? Are they just all over um, the place? Well, on, on both the islands, both uh, Oahu and Maui, um, they have a lot of wild chickens and, and roosters. But on, on Maui particularly, um, they're, they're, they're um, on some of the, the beaches. They actually went to Maui Brewing. They're in the restaurants. And I think I sent you a picture uh, of yeah. a rooster, yeah, strutting around um, on the island of Maui. So I think if you come out here, Chief, you'll be uh, um, you, you'll be you'll be the big Kahuna. Are they, are they mean? No, they're not. They're not. But I, you know, I don't go up and, and approach them and try and uh, um, you know do anything crazy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, I, I got to tell you, I uh, I so much enjoyed last week's podcast um, with the chief and his mom, and uh, she was she was spectacular. It it was it was funny, it was insightful, um, kind of a walk down memory lane, and uh, it it was really good. Um, good memory by by her. Yeah, it was a good memory, and I didn't prompt any of her memories. I just said, hey, okay. these are the guys we're going to talk about. And I gave her a couple days and, hey, you know, start thinking about if you know them. Uh, obviously, she doesn't know Josh, but I brought him up, and, and he, she doesn't know Tom. She didn't know Tom. and, and um, uh, But everyone else she remembered uh, pretty vividly, you know. Uh, it, it, I thought it was, it, it was funny how she remembered Bill playing basketball. She didn't remember right, right. Baseball. There yeah. were certain things that, yeah, yeah you didn't really associate. Yep. Um, it, it, yeah, her memories of, of Bill with basketball, me with football, you know, both yeah. things outside of, of baseball, just because you and Bob Kirk were four years behind. We really didn't play. Um, actually, right. you played with Bill, uh, I guess, in Legion, right? In uh, baseball. In, in, well, he, I was in 10th grade, and he was in 12th. So we, we okay. practiced with him, and then, and then Bob and Stan played with him that year in high school and then Stan and I came up for a couple games in the Legion. So, um, but yeah, so when I was in seventh grade, I played basketball and Bill was in ninth, but we, we were on this junior high team. So that's probably where she remembers it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So your mom was first time host, long time listener. Huh? That's right. A long time, three years, three year listener. That's, that's, yep. that's awesome. I know. So I, I figured that anyone who listens for three straight years, they need to have their 15 minutes of fame. Well, we'll we'll need to we'll need to have her back on again. That that was that was spectacular. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. Um, getting into uh, bush league news, we're getting down to the wire. How many weeks we got left? Four. Ooh, uh, four and a half. Four. Yeah, four. Four four weeks left, something like that. Yeah, yeah, right. about a, a month left, and it's tight out there, isn't it? It's tight, and um, it, but there's still room for movement. Uh, so we'll start with the Fab review. Looks like there were eight players. Seven owners, still fairly yeah. busy, um, which I thought it would be a little bit because there were some guys brought up. and um, Yeah, so I thought it would. We'll start with the dudes. They pick up uh, Bailey Falter, uh, pitcher for the uh, Phillies, and I guess he's going to get a start in because Wheeler's out. He drops Gratterall, uh, who went on the IL again. That guy just can't get it together, can he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was—he seems to be, or, or was going to be, the heir apparent. Yeah. To to Kimbrel, but yep. yeah, he's got to start putting it together. 
Yeah, he just couldn't get it together here. He gets hurt too much. Uh, I think that was a dude's only pickup. We'll go yes. with the Hawks, Tyler Matzik. Pitcher for the Matzik, yeah. Braves. Drops Conforto, who I don't think got signed. Um, I think he's still a free agent. I don't know what, what's going to happen with him. It, that, that was a good flyer, though. He picked up on it to see what happens. Just see if he gets picked up somewhere. Uh, that was the only pickup of the Hawks. You picked up Javier Assad. Pitcher for the Cubs. Yeah. He dropped Braxton Garrett who went on the IL. Um, have you seen Assad throw? Um, I think I saw an inning or two when he in his de- debut against the Cardinals, and I guess he subsequently followed that up with um, another nice outing this past week. So it just means he's primed to get shelled um, this coming week. <laughs> right. So we're we're all rooting for Javier. Uh, yeah. That was your only pickup. Right? Yep. Yeah, because I got outbid on another one, but we'll talk about that. Bulls pick up. Uh, Bulls are active every week, and every week I feel like he has no money, but he must have something. So he picked up, uh, you're going to have to help me, Yehar and Carson. That, you know what? That's that's a good pronunciation. Yeah. Uh, uh, outfielder for the Marlins. Um, he picks him up for a dollar, drops Mikhail Franco. It's funny, when I saw in Carson, and I – I just saw the J, and I'm like, there's no way the Marlins have Juan and Carcion. There's no <laughs> wait, it is the Marlins, so it, it's possible. It's... Hey, you know what? I, I can't wait to talk to, when we talk to uh, the owners um, for the season enders, I uh, can't wait to talk to Bob and how he does his his fab. Because you're right, he is in there every week. And, and you know, most of them are dollar bids. Yeah. And yeah. I, how many bids does he put in to get a player? Or, or maybe he's extremely lucky, but good for him. Yeah, uh, and that was the Bulls' only pickup. Will go to me. I had two. I had Chase DeJong, uh, DeYoung, however you pronounce his name, pitcher for the uh, Pirates, just to replace Anthony Bender. I've been trying to replace him for like two weeks, and I keep getting uh-huh. a bid. Uh, I also picked up Spencer Steer, uh, middle infielder for the, I guess, second baseman, third baseman for the Reds, and dropped Anthony Bass. Um, so, cook things there. N- number one, I tried uh, Steer because I think uh, it was announced as much as you can trust the Reds that Steer is going to get see the majority of starts at, at, at third base and as well he should. And then my question to you is, it looks like you know Bass and Bender were the, the two big um, Marlins that were supposed to be closing um, at the beginning of the season and you know it's uh, kind of fitting that they're both dropped on the same day. Yeah, well, Bender just couldn't get off the I.L. I think he's he's he started six saves in the first you know six weeks or five weeks and then he got hurt and then he just he couldn't get it together and you know with closers that aren't that are average it's whoever's hot but yeah Ben I've been trying to get rid of Bass for a couple of weeks too and I just outbid and then uh, all right then we got the Bearcats pick up Justin Dunn who looks like he has a shoulder issue he's going to be out uh, maybe this week maybe he'll pick up. A start this week, and um, he drops Zach Eflin, who's on the IL again. Mm, mm. Yeah, Justin Dunn. I, I know the Reds want to tr- try and see what he can do because yeah. he was part of that big Mariners trade when they traded uh, uh, Winker and uh, gosh, I can't even remember. Sorry, Suarez. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they they want to see what Justin Dunn can do. And then the Rebs rounded out, uh, pick up Garrett Mitchell for four bucks at an open fab. He should be okay with that. I'll just double check, but um, he picks him up for four bucks. The outfitter for Milwaukee, who looks like he's 
going to get some playing time, though he's sat the past two days. Um, yeah, and, and you know, uh, just as you had talked about, we're going to have to take a look at the open fab picks. We looked at that around the uh, uh, trading deadline, and I know there have been a number of players that have been moved into open fab spots. So um, by the end of the season, we'll have a complete list. And I think, is it is it Tom that does the, the review to see who can be retained and who can't be? Yeah, he does it, and I think Bob Freeze actually – Put some eyes on it as well. Yeah, he Bob, Bob Freeze does a nice job. He he gives a season ending. Here's what it would cost for each player to be uh, retained. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So again, it's it's the fourth of September. Um, there were some guys brought up. Not as many as there had been in the you know past years because of the new rule, but still a lot of activity uh, in, in the fab, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, and I'm kind of surprised. I thought we would see. Uh, a, a little fall off there, but uh, good by everybody because we're average. What was the average I said a couple weeks ago? It was like seven or eight moves per week um, by yep. the league, and that that may continue the, the rest of the way. And you know, when we get into the off season, I know there are some rules that we wanted to talk about and and and, and change, but uh, we'll probably end up keeping the same amount of reserves, I would imagine. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's go into uh, – I, I, I'll start with the, the period standings. Uh, you and the Bearcats have a huge week. You have 48 point yeah. hitting points this week. Yeah. You know what? As we go through here, uh, finally, some of my players have awoken from a season-long slumber. And it's, you know, it, it, it's good to see. It's, it's nice because first part of the week – uh, I was toiling, toiling uh, around uh, ninth place, and uh, yeah, it was, it, this might be one of my better weeks. Yeah, uh, I, I would, I would say you're in the mid 70s. Tom's in the high 70s. Dudes have a good week again on the pitching side, almost 40 points. Hawks stay consistent again at 60. Uh, I was at 55. Lakers 53. Tough, tough week on on both the offense and, and the defense. Then it rounds out the Ducks, the Statman, the Bulls, and the Alliance uh, had ten and a half offensive points this week. Yeah, o- only uh, to, to beat out the Statman at nine points. Oh yeah, I didn't even see. <laughs> yeah, thirty-four yeah. pitching points. Holy smokes! Uh, yeah, that's rough. That's rough when you have thirty-four pitching points and, you, and your offense does nothing. Um, <laughs> it's it's tough uh, when when you look at the overall. Uh, we got the dudes at 78, Hawks at 74 and a half, and Lakers at 74. Um, I, you know, I spoke to the Hawks this week. He sees a path forward for him, uh, and I see a path forward for the Lakers. I, I mentioned this two weeks ago. Uh, I think this may be a last two games of the season thing. So do you think this will match the classic? I think it was this is either 2017 or 2019 when the Bearcats – and Statman were battling literally down to the last at bat, and it took an extra innings game, and Statman had been leading that day. Bearcats caught him, passed him on that day. Game went into extra innings, and Statman tied him on on the last day. So it's shaping up to be that. And I don't remember, if anybody can refresh my memory, the last time there was a three-team race. I know there's been two team races. Um, down to the last week, but I don't remember three teams. Yeah, is is nineteen the one that Bill won at the right under Bob Freeze's? He tied. 
Oh, 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 that, I don't remember that year. I'll have to go back in the, the yeah. annals of history. You know, if I don't win, you know, I take yeah. my ball and go home. Yeah. So I don't really remember. Because I've been talking about this saves with, with, with the Lakers. And, uh, you know, the Phillies and the Cubs had a rough week. But he, he's got two and a half points, and he's four saves away. And he passed – he could pass the Ducks, the Roosters, and the Bulls pretty easily. Um so yeah, they, this thing's not over, and the Hawks have a can see a way through in wins. Uh, he's a point behind them. Uh, he's one win behind the dudes. That's a two point swing. Like the, the, yeah, this thing's going to go down to the very last weekend. And, and, and you know, well, here, here's what's what's important because I was looking through uh, the, the standings and the top three teams, and a lot of it's also dependent upon. Other teams, you, yep. me, the rest of the league, yep. either uh, you know making sure that we're making moves just to be to remain competitive, just to be fair to the rest of the league. And uh, yeah, I, I, hey, at this point, I, I, I know I can't win. My goal is to finish top half, and if I can finish fourth place with over fifty-five points, that would be great. And what would even be better is if I could ruin a season for somebody else. Yeah. The, so the, the so a couple of these. A couple of these uh, categories are really tight, and you're right that um, I'm, I'm looking at myself that I, I can play in uh, a couple a couple categories, uh, both with the Lakers and the and the Hawks. That I yeah, that I mean, I if we in. if we just look just just real quickly, like at home runs, yep. you and the Hawks are tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go on a little bit of a heater and uh, pick up some home runs, can really hurt the Hawks. So, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I can't wait, you know, this, to see that every day. Yeah. All right. You, you want to start? I'll start with the bottom half. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so just for everybody, I've been doing the bottom half as, as you know, um, just to punish myself. But now that I've moved into the top half, at least for one week, um, I thought I would take that honor. So, go ahead. You do the bottom half. So for I, us, please. I, I'm gonna do it a little differently. I'm gonna start with the bottom half as an aggregate. Because it's 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 too painful sometimes to go through every team, <laughs> and I'm just going to okay. look at this week because the bottom half okay. had some, had some rough weeks, um, and I, I'm going to start out with the stat men have two homers, man, that is tough, that that, that yeah. goes for some of his nine points, um, the the Rebs have four, that, that even four homers is tough, e- even even four, um, and that that stuck out a little bit at me. Um, the, with the, uh, with the Bulls, um, he, his, his team is kind of strange. Sometimes they perform pretty well and sometimes they don't. And this week, when you talk about runs, uh, him and the Ducks have 26 and 23 and they didn't finish last in runs. 26 and 23 runs for the week is really, really bad. And they didn't finish in last, um, Moving on to the uh, uh, the Bulls and the Ducks again with RBIs twenty seven and twenty two, uh, that's really bad and didn't finish last. The Statman had eighteen. The Rebs had fifteen RBIs for the week. Fifteen. Fifteen RBIs for the week, and then, well, can I can I just jump in here for a yeah, second here with ahead. that fifteen RBIs for a week? Yeah. You know, I was lucky enough for Jock Peterson to wake up since the All Star break. Yes. He had thirteen himself. <laughs> That's right. He had a pretty big week. Uh, so Peterson, he he's been playing pretty well since the All Star break, hasn't he? 
No, he he went he went quiet okay. for a while, and 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 his thirteen RBIs were done in only seventeen at bats. Um, so oh, I haven't been okay. following what, what you know what what he's done game to game because the Giants are kind of out of it. Oh, well, not kind of, they are uh, out of it. But yeah, kind of a strange year for him. Yeah, he just he doesn't get as many at bats because he plays in San Francisco, right? And yep. you know does most of that uh, platooning. The strong side of a platoon, but platoons nonetheless. Fantasy baseball hell. Gabe yeah. Kapler. Uh, moving to the pitching side, as bad as the Statman uh, offensively, he had a he had a 108 whip, um, and that that finished in third for the week. But that's a that's a pretty good clip there. Uh, the Rebs and the Bulls have a 1.5 and a 1.16 whip. That's man, that is tough. Yeah, there's nothing positive when that whip is that high. Nothing positive happens. Like, there, there's, no, there, there's nothing good. Um, looking at the wind side, uh, the winds are starting to come down a little bit. And I don't know if it's because um, teams aren't are getting out of a rotation, they're bringing other guys up. I, I don't know what it is. But there was five teams with two wins. And the, and um, the, you know what? You bring up a really good point because I, I got to believe it, it, it's hard. As we get into that last week, um, teams rest pitchers so that when you set your rosters for that last week, you don't know who's going to pitch. Sometimes they pull them after three innings. It's If you're in the wins or you're trying to move up in any pitching categories, it becomes really tough to predict and schedule at the end of the year. It does, and uh, the Rebs led the week with five wins, which is not which is pretty good, but it's not – you know what I mean? It's It's not great. Uh, here's another category that's becoming a, a complete wild card, and that's the saves. We had, uh, again, we had five teams that didn't have a save. Yeah, that's that's becoming tough. And, and you know, the Bearcats won that, I think, in the third week. He had that, <laughs> he had that title wrapped up in the third week. Yeah, and he even traded one of his guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he led the week again <laughs> with, with saves. Uh, and K's maybe that, you know, pitchers are being pulled a little earlier and that's, that's the, that's the different here. Uh, dudes lead or, uh, yeah, the dudes and the ducks led, but nothing, nothing crazy outstanding. Uh, just the one note to end up with the uh, pitching ERA, uh, Rebs have a seven, two, five ERA this week and had five Oof. wins Oof. and had five wins. Yeah, see, that's just well. Isn't that what we've kind of talked about before? The fickle nature of wins, and I know it's important, obviously, to, to get a win because it shows that you've pitched at least five innings. But it's just so difficult now. To uh, I know there are some leagues out there um, that don't even include wins anymore. I, I would not suggest that we drop the category. It's just, it's just extremely difficult. All right. That so that's my. That's my take on the bottom half. I, I, I can't go team by team. All right. All right. So I'll, I don't know. I, I guess I'll try and follow the, the, that. Um, in, you know, um, on the offensive side, it was the best week for me, um, 48 total points. Yeah. Um, 17 homers and um, 845 OPS. And it was really weird because since I'm six hours behind here in Hawaii, 
I can't keep track of which day I was looking at because I'll look at stats at the end of the night and then look at them the next morning. I'm like, wow, I had two good days or two bad days. And I say to myself, no, it's the same day. <laughs> and, you know, before I even awoke today, there's already a game starting and it's, it, it plays havoc with, um, with trying to schedule and, and, and roster changes, transactions. Um, just, just looking at this, yeah, I had 17, 17 homers and, and we, we kind of talked about the fact that uh, Jake McCarthy, um, who you kind of said, nah, this was okay. He just he uh, he had a nice week. Uh, yeah, nice Tyler O'Neill has has uh, was the Tyler O'Neill that I've hoped to get all of this season, and finally in what week twenty two, I, I get Tyler O'Neill has uh, three homers, six RBIs, and then at the aforementioned Jock Peterson with with 13, 13 RBIs. So. Um, a, a good week there. Bearcats also had 11 homers. Um, let's see. Let's scan through here. I had 47 runs scored to the, the uh, um, Statman 16. Um, dudes and Hawks had nice amount of RBIs, 42 and 41, uh, respectively. And, and the Lakers, eight stolen bases this, this week. And uh, he continues to, to run up that total. Um, on the pitching side, Bearcats had a nice pitching week. Um, they're uh, below one whip, and the dudes continue to hold strong. Do you, do you think the dudes can hold off the uh, the attack by the, the Lakers and the the, uh, the Hawks? How do you think that's going to play itself out? I'm telling you, I think it's going down the last two days. I, if if you look at you know the saves is a is a weird spot, but if if Rick could get hot. He, he his stolen bases just took off, and he passed. I, I had a pretty decent lead against him. And he passed me in two weeks, um, and he he was he was double digits behind. Uh, I think it's Casey that he's behind and saves, and he's got it down to three. So, it, it there's some spots, and and the Hawks have a spot too. They they need to keep above me and and uh, home runs is is one of the things he's got to keep above me. And, and you know what? We're, we're we're getting close to the time of the year where it, if your team is out of it, meaning major league team, where they'll just say like like a Brandon Belt, where he gets hurt and says, "Nah, we're shutting you down for the rest of the year." And by the way, he will never appear on one of my teams again. <laughs> He's just yeah. Did you get like that Do with I... with players like like they just they just frustrate you? And you're like, I'm never going to draft them again. Uh, yeah. Or you're not, or you're not, you're not as punitive no, as, as I am. I, I, childish, I, if no, you will. I'm childish and impulsive and and hold a grudge. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, good. Glad to hear. That's yeah. that's the way it should be. Yeah, I can do it with the best of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the nice, well, I should say for for the dudes at least, 301 um, at bats. So his team is is still playing, I, and I think, you know, he continues to to need those those bulk categories because. If the Lake, not the Lake, yeah, the Lakers, if they uh, had those, those many at bats, um, they would be putting up more in the bulk categories. Um, if that makes any sense, yeah. his, his OPS yeah. is really high, but his home run total is is you know down toward the bottom half. So he just needs those those at bats. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. So that was kind of a half-assed version of uh, uh, my look at the top half because. Um, yeah, I'm kind of looking out over the ocean, kind of distracted. So I apologize. Yeah, 
No, you, you you're good. Uh, you know, one of the things I was I was gonna t- I was gonna mention about the uh, and and you had mentioned about everyone just staying staying dedicated, right? To, yes. to making sure your team. Um, Please. Yeah. So it, when you again, you you mentioned about the homers that the Hawks and and myself are are neck and neck, and the Ducks are three ahead of the dude. So he's got to be mindful of that. Um, but. It, it, the one thing about the Lakers, he, you know, since he's made that trade with me, Juan Soto has done nothing. I was going to mention him if we were doing individual players. Yeah. He's just really been bad, hasn't he? Yeah. Now, he's, yeah. kind, he's the kind of player that can get five home runs in a week. Well, we've been saying that for four months now. All right. Maybe, maybe he'll pull uh, Albert Pujols or something. <laughs> like the uh, Great Awakening? Yeah. Something, something like that. Yeah, so I, I'm – if if I'm looking at uh, Soto right now, in the last 21 days, he has. This is the last 21 days, Jamie. Okay. He's got three RBIs. Wow! In that lineup, that's just, are are they one of the the? So in the National League, what team has been the biggest disappointment? I I, I think you have to go with the Padres. I would think it's either the Padres or or the Brewers. I guess whichever one misses out on the playoffs, correct? Well, I think the Brewers were getting a little older than, than you know. Yeah, I I think they were getting a little older, and they didn't have really have guys to replace, like Lorenzo Cain. Yelich is still it, dealing with whatever he's dealing with on the physical side. I mean, the Padres added a bunch of players. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, um, I, I know the Brewers. Well, here's the thing. Uh, the Brewers were actually, I, I think they, they, they were odds on favorite to win the central and they had the Cardinals as, um, as the wild card team. So, you know, if they miss the playoffs, um, I don't suppose if either one of them gets in, I, I, I can't see them winning, uh, the playoff series, but, but who knows in a, in a, it's a three game series, right? Three game series all at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you well if the if the St. Louis plays the Padres, you already said the Padres are going out in three, so you're you're on. Yeah. Well, I didn't know who who they would be playing. I said they would be out in three, but yeah, that would still make me nervous. <laughs> <laughs> it would. I I, I would. It wouldn't make me nervous. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. If if it's if it's your own team, okay. So let's 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 talk about the Phillies for a second. Let's assume that they're in that four or five game, and and right now that would be. That would be the Braves, but it could possibly be the Mets. Um, any concern with the, those Eastern Division foes? Uh, yeah, the Phillies are not better than the Braves or the Mets. Okay. Yeah. Do you think it's a a, 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 a sweep, a two-game sweep? Um, it depends if you know if Wheeler can match them, and then they and they, you know, they can outscore whoever they're they're facing. It's going to be tough to face Wright and and Freed. It, it, that's going to be tough. To right or Freed or, or DeGrom and Scherzer? Yeah, I, I'd rather face Wright and Freed just because of lack of experience. But, um, yeah, it's, it's gonna, it, it would be difficult. I'm, I'm guessing and, that's and, who they would throw at him. And, and, and the Phillies counter with, with Nola Wheeler, Wheeler Nola yeah. type of thing? Yeah, that's what you'd have to. Okay. Right? Um, but right now the Phillies are in that last – so wouldn't they play the Cardinals? 
Are they in the last? Oh yeah, they're percentage. Yes, yeah. they're percentage points um, away because the, the I think the Padres have one game in hand. They do. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, right right now it would be um, the the three six game would would be that. And yeah. and the Cardinals are still about five games, five and a half games out of that um, moving into that second spot, which they might be able to do just because their schedule is, you know, playing the Pirates and the Reds down the stretch um, certainly helps. Yeah, and unfortunately the Braves and the Mets only play one more time. So that would have been nice if they would have played nine times. They would have beat each other up and you got a chance to catch them, right? Yeah. Hey, help help me out here. And, And I might be jumping ahead, so I apologize. But since we're on the subject here, Talk about – I think you wanted to talk about the Dodgers um, and the Padres, right? Because the Dodgers are just still smacking around the Padres. Yeah. You know, I, I was having a conversation with the Hawk this week, and we had talked about the Dodgers kind of getting ready to, you know, lose some players. I, Justin Turner's at the end of his career. He's had a pretty good couple weeks, but he's at the end. Um, yep. Mac Muncie, Max Muncy is at the end, right? Yeah. Uh, not really a lot of consistent production out of Chris Taylor. He's been injured off and on, and he really hasn't had a year that you expect out of him. Cody Bellinger's horrible, right? They got 92 right. wins, and Bueller hasn't pitched since, like, May. So let's, let's add into that the fact that they might be losing Trey Turner. So they try and put a big push on to sign him, knowing – what you had just mentioned about the the aging veterans that they have on their team? I think they have to replace too many players. Now, I would replace a shortstop before a center fielder. Sure. But they are they have a young guy, uh, it's his name, Ruiz, that can play third base. Is that his name? Yeah. 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 So, so they got him. Um, a second baseman is a second baseman with that team. Just get someone to pick the ball up and make the pivot on a double play. Um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, they, they, they're going to need to replace some people here. And I don't and, know if they can I, – I, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, Kershaw can't pitch too much longer. He doesn't even pitch a whole year now. I think I think their minor league system is, is fairly well stocked. Now, having said that, you hope that if you have four or five highly touted rookies that maybe one or two – you know, perform the major league standards or something like that, right? It's it's such a crapshoot. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's definitely a crapshoot. But you, you have some wiggle room when you have guys like uh, Will Smith and Freeman and and uh, Mookie That's, Betts, right? You, you you can give them time to develop and and not sweat it too much. But I don't know. Maybe this Joey Gallo trade will help them a little bit. You know, maybe that's a guy that'll DH. Um, Gavin Lux is is a pretty good player, but they, yeah, they they're gonna have to deal with that shortstop. But I don't know if if they have the money. I mean, they're already paying Freeman and Betts all that money. I can't. Yeah, it's it's only money. What are you gonna do with it? <laughs> Might as well spend it. Yeah, I I just don't know. I I think what's gonna happen is is Turner's gonna walk and they're in, they're gonna sign Korea. It'll be cheaper. Wow. It'll be wow. cheaper, shorter years, and yeah. That's, that's and, and Turner's happen. having a nice year. Do you think he gets something like a a ten year what three hundred fifty million dollar contract, something like that? You think? Is he uh, is he thirty? Uh, you know what? Let me let me check how old he is yeah. because you know that's that's kind of the going rate um, 
for the really young players. Um, he's 29. How old is He's 29, yeah. So next Ooh. June he'll be 30. I don't think he gets a 10-year deal, but he might No, I, I would offer a nice six- or seven-year contract, knowing that the last two may not last yeah. two years may not pay off. But that, I mean, that's going to be tough. They're going to have to give him a lot of cash. And I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, but the Padres are are when well, you talk about the biggest disappointment, that that team is is just horrible. I mean, considering who they have on their team and and w- what they've done. I mean, they basically added Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, and Juan Soto at the trade deadline, and they still can't get it together. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't um, get it. I I think that they, if they could get to the um, NL Championship Series, I think all would be forgiven. But anything short of that, um, particularly if they get bounced in the first round or don't make the playoffs, it's gonna it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad in San Diego. Yeah, I think they're gonna make the playoffs just because the the Phils hit a slide and 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 the Brewers. I don't think they might be playing 500 since since the trade deadline. So I I don't I, if they're lucky. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think that's an issue, but. You're right. If um, if they end up playing the Braves, the Braves will beat their pants off. I I, yeah. I, I don't think it's even close. And then, um, I so they'll either play the Braves or the or the Cardinals. And um, yeah. So uh, also, let's talk about Albert Pujols. Two weeks ago, we me and you decided we didn't think there was enough time for hit 700, and now he's at 695. <laughs> so well. How about this? How about this? Even more so than the 700, which he's five away from. I want him to 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 hit at least two more home runs before yeah. the end of the season, because what that does is move him into fourth ahead of uh, Alex Rodriguez, and um, I, I, I want to see that. And the more pain you can inflict on Alex Rodriguez, the better. So uh, the other the other big number I look at. You know, as far as all time, is he's seven RBIs away from 2,200. Only Aaron and wow. Ruth, only Aaron and Ruth have 2,200. I mean, that's yeah, freaking just, unbelievable. It, it, it's just amazing that the continue, you know, number of stats he continues to to accumulate and records he breaks. And, and here's one that's kind of uh, uh, just a um, yeah, a weird stat. I, I think he has the most home runs off of opposing pitchers. I think he's hit 432 home runs off of different pitch, pitchers, which is, which is a record. Am I saying that right? I don't know. I, I still have so, wet brain ho- here in, in, let, in Hawaii. Let me, let, let me kind of repeat what Man, I Man, that thought. was rough, wasn't it? <laughs> let, me re- let me repeat what I thought you said. He's hit a home run off of 430 different pitchers. 432, yes. Thank you. Whew. That's hard Which to is believe. the most. That's hard to believe that he's faced 400-plus different pitchers. Yeah. Well, and, and some of that is predicated by the fact that these days there's 31 other teams. You know, the fact that he's playing, in, he played in both the National and American League, and that, that, that they, they play cross-league the, uh, cross schedules. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then he, pinch. but still pretty amazing, right? Yeah, and he pinch hits a lot now. Like, he, and, yeah. and on the other side of that, though, is you know seeing all these different pitchers versus back in the day yeah. where you only had you know ten teams in the league, eight teams in the league, yeah, um, and seeing the same pitcher day after day after day. Well, that's true. Okay, 
All right, that, that, that may account for that number. So, all right, here's my next question for you. So okay. he's seven RBIs away from 2,200, which is a huge deal. Um, he is, what, five homers from 700. You got an eight-and-a-half game lead. You're playing the Nationals, the Pirates, the Reds, the Pirates again. Do you play them every day to get in there? Um. I don't know if they're going to play him every day, but they're not going to just play him against left-handers. They're going to use every opportune moment to get into those records. And it has certainly helped, as you had pointed out, that they have a, a commanding lead in the central right now. So it's, it's working in, in his favor. Um, um, their manager, Ali Marmol, is very conscientious of, of this and is going to try and get him as many at-bats uh, as he as he can, knowing that they still want to clinch his division first. Yeah, I, and and the next the next seven games are against the Nationals and the Pirates, and he shouldn't be the deal-breaker whether you win or lose those things. No, no. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I, I like you said, maybe he's just going to, uh, you know, they'll be mindful of not playing him too much day games after night games type thing. Um, so maybe he'll get those days off, but uh, it should be, it should be, uh, he should get a lot of at-bats to get him there. Yeah. I, I think he's deserved that. And then they end one, two, three, four, five. They got six games with the Pirates, of course. Yep. Uh, one of them must be a double head. No, it's, it's six different days. It's the 30th through the fifth. So we should get four games in there. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be one of the more interesting parts for, for the Cardinals going down the stretch. All right. So uh, last question, you think he gets the 2,200 and the five homers, the seven to get the 700? Um, I think he gets the 2,200 RBIs. I don't think he gets the, uh, I think he just falls short for home runs. Well, 700 oh, really? yeah yeah i don't know that ball he hit yesterday that that ball wasn't quite in on his hands and up but it was it was not down the middle of the plate he got around on that thing pretty good at you know it was clocked at 94 it's a pretty good that's a pretty good rip at that age didn't didn't you talk about um in a podcast probably about two months ago uh friend of the podcast john talked about um He's a Phillies fan, and he goes, even though Pujols is 42 years old, he still strikes fear in in the opposition. Didn't he say that? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure he does. I mean, David Ross went out and talked about what to do with him. <laughs> like, the guy's 40 years old. What do, you, what do you mean what to do with him? Like, 10 years ago, out of the four would have came up with David Ross's hands. Yeah. Right? Yeah, when he was on the on-deck circle. Yeah. Yep. And now, he, you know, it's like, well, I'm not doing that, but I'm going to go out and talk about it. Like, so. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I'm glad he didn't walk him. You know, I, I think that would have been a bad move on, on Ross's spot. Go after him. It, it, yeah. Okay, so, so let's, um, let's talk about this. Don't you think that, let's just say it's, he's, at six, he's sitting 699, and it's the second to the last day of the season, and he comes up 
with uh, a base open, you know, runners on second and third and a base open, yeah. your opposing manager, you, you got to pitch to them, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, in a meaningless, in a meaningless game, if you're Pittsburgh, because yeah. the Cardinals finished with the last six against Pittsburgh, you got to pitch, pitch yep. to them. Every, every at-bat. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, you could be the guy that prevented it. Yeah. Right? Uh, in other baseball news, Dylan Cease loses a loses no-hitter with two outs in the ninth. Did you see the highlight of that? I didn't see the highlight of that, but you, you want to know an interesting part here, and, and this is really a callback um, to a couple seasons ago. Do you remember Josh texting us and said that in in an Xbox game, he threw a no-hitter um, in an Xbox game, and do you remember who the pitcher was that he did it with? Was it Dylan Cease? It was Dylan Cease. Okay. All right. That's yeah, so, 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 so Josh, uh, take us through memory lane if you text us about that. But, yeah, that was kind of interesting, I thought. Yeah, two outs in the ninth. Ah, it's got to be so disheartening. He is, Dylan Cease has been pretty much the only bright spot um, in the White Sox season. And, and you talk about disappointing teams, um, and, and we talk about the Padres and Brewers. Um, I, I think the White Sox top the major league list in terms of disappointment. Uh, that's the, what a disaster there. And, you know, uh, LaRusso has got to be on his way out. He, he, you know, he missed a couple games this week with, uh, I don't know, some, some, some medical issues. Um, what a disaster in Chicago. Yeah, that team, well, the team on paper should be better. I, uh, I'm not so sure they are, but I, I don't know what their pitching's like, but yeah, anyway. I think they're maybe they're a little overrated, or they're just not ready yet. They got some young guys. I, 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 you know, I questioned it from the beginning, and I'll still question this. I don't know why they went down the Larusa route. I, I don't think that kind of team needs that kind of manager. What do you mean? But, um, I, I, I think he's a bit old school, and and for a younger team, I, I think they need a a different type of, of manager okay. um you know because he hadn't managed since 2011 yeah when he came back was it eight or nine years later yeah and i think what he did with the cardinals was completely different and, and, and i think you hit the nail right on the head i think this is really pointing toward the fact that maybe the brains behind it was dave duncan <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> so i i think you may you you might be right right on with that yeah, it might have been Dave Duncan. Yeah, because uh, he, he doesn't win divisions without him. Um, all right, so uh, j- just like the uh, just like the Bush League, the baseball is going to come down to the uh, to the wire as well. Because in both leagues, there's uh, yep. yeah. It and it and to be honest with you, it's kind of nice to have that extra wild card team. I don't really care, but it, it's nice because it it keeps a lot of cities involved. Sure. Yeah, who have decent teams. Like the, the Cleveland has a decent team, Minnesota has a decent team, Phillies have a decent team. You know, uh, early on, I was really concerned that you were going to get teams getting into the playoffs that were just that were uh, just sneaking over the 500 mark. Remember? Yeah, um, yeah. But fortunately, there are teams like the Reds and the A's and the Pirates and the Tigers that are around that that will help um, boost. <laughs> Other team stats. <laughs> yeah, and the and the O's are right there. The Orioles are right there too. Yeah, they're yeah. they're a team to uh, look toward the future. If they can just get rid of that 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 horrid uh, ownership 
uh, group in Baltimore and get some real owners in there, they might be doing wonderful things. Well, they apparently they drafted well because those kids they bring up are pretty damn good. So, yeah, um, yeah. We'll we'll see how that plays out over um, next season. Uh, you know, with expectations much higher. Yeah, yeah. For the whole year, because they they yeah. I think they ripped off like nineteen out of twenty two or something that got them back in the race, and they actually have a better record than the than Cleveland and and Minnesota. But all right. Uh, I do have a TWIB note this week uh, brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. Um, I have my Pitt West Vir- versus West Virginia tailgate beers. I'm whoa, 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 whoa. Pitt West Virginia. T- what, talk, talk to me about this. What, what is that called, that series? The Backyard Brawl. The Backyard Brawl. Okay. Yeah. I thought that was just a wiffle ball thing. But <laughs> no. Nice. Where, where was the game? Where was the game played? It was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Okay. So, and is this an annual thing for you? So, um, Backyard Brawl stopped about 11 years ago when Pitt went to the ACC and West Virginia went to the Big 12. They just couldn't fit it in the oh. schedule. So, they hadn't played in 11 years. And, um, you know, they played for 105 years and then stopped because of all this movement. Ugh. Yeah. But, yeah, it was fun. It was 70,000 people in the stands. And I saw, you know, a bunch of my college buddies and – yeah, it was good. So, uh, nice. went to a t- couple tailgates, and I'm going to review some of the tailgate beers that I Uh-oh. have. Uh-oh. All right? And we're going to start right. We're going to start with the highest eight, uh, beer advocate number. Okay. All right? So, Oktoberfest from Sam Adams, 5.3 ABV. Uh, beer advocate has it at 83. That's where I would put it. I thought it was a good tailgate beer. Um, I, yes, it's it's in probably an 83 rating, but as a tailgate beer, somebody bringing that, it's probably into its 90s, right? Because you don't see that at many tailgates. No, no. Then we had a steep drop-off. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. Yeah, then we had a, I had a Labatt Blue from Labatt's Brewing Company. Oh, wow, they're still brewing? Okay. Uh, 5.0 ABV, Beer Advocate, 63. So drop 20. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Could you taste the difference? I mean, without knowing, could you taste that? If you were doing a blindfold test and they gave you two sample glasses, you could taste the difference, couldn't you? Yeah, uh, the the Labatt's is a little watery. That's yeah. That's how it, it was. It was more along the like the Coors Light thing. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, my third one again a drop, not as significant, but a, but a drop. Uh, Iron City. By Iron City Brewing Company at 4.7 ABV with a beer advocate of 61. Oh, my God. The only way that could get any worse is if you had icy lights. <laughs> I, I did have a Miller Light. I took two sips of it and just couldn't do it. I threw it away. So. <laughs> hey, so, so how does it feel to be returning with your college uh, friends and classmates becoming uh, returning as the beer snob? Was that awesome or what? Yeah, so you feel a little, you feel a bit haughty. <laughs> there are a couple of them that are like that, uh, which yeah makes me feel good. I hang around those guys now. <laughs> uh, but I will tell you that you know the game was at seven o'clock. Showed up at the tailgate at two ish. Uh, having a five ABV is better than having a nine. Certainly, but but there there are other options out there um, at the five AV, uh, ABV sessionable beers that you can go with that that will have a, a bit more taste yeah. with, with you know that low alcohol content. Yeah, 
so yeah, it was a good time. Uh, Pitt got the win, and and um, I'll be back out in a couple weekends. So so give me your prediction for Pitt this season. What do they do? Do they win the ACC? No, they're not going to win the ACC. They they got a new quarterback. They they lost. Uh, they they couldn't pay their wide receiver, the one that Blitnikoff wore enough money, and USC paid him. Um, they got a decent running back. The quarterback, who's ironically is from USC on a transfer, um, he, he's not as good as Pickett. So uh, I think they'll win eight games. They'll go to a decent bowl game, and, yeah, it'll be okay. I don't think they're going to win okay. the ACC. All right. So they got Tennessee next week, but I'm, I'm at the beach, so I won't be able to go. So it was a good win. All right. Yeah, you know, it was a good win. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Bob Kirk chimed in with the pump, pumpkin beers. Pumpkin, yeah. Pumpkin. He sent us a, a, a picture of that, right, yesterday. Yeah. Um, and, and and we talked off air. I'm going down to Dewey Beach next weekend. I will try the dogfish head. What's it called? Uh, Chunkin, Chunkin Pumpkin. Pumpkin, yeah. Pumpkin, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I will try that. But I'm telling you, I do not like pumpkin. I don't like the taste of it. I like the smell of it. I don't like the texture. I I, I just don't like it. So we'll so see. So at Thanksgiving, that's... you, you uh, eschew the pumpkin pie. Yeah, I don't. I don't eat pumpkin. Okay. Pie. Yeah. All right. It looks good, but I I know I don't. I can't stand the smell of it. Hmm. All right. That's 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 kind of strange because yeah. I, I know people sometimes like the smell. It's just that yeah. It's 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 a Polarizing taste. I get it. Yeah. Um, but, but you know what? Shout out, if I can real quick, shout out to, to, to Bob Kirk for a- expanding. He, yeah, he's the next true. project, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, we need to have an intervention with him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it would be a reverse I, intervention. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I think you're the person that would be best to intervene because you would use kid gloves since you had just gone through it yourself. Yeah. Me, I would use the uh, you know the uh, terroristic approach or something like that. Instead of waterboarding him, we would waterboard him with uh, uh, with, with craft beer. So you would use the stick, and I would use the carrot. Absolutely. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I don't think we had any podcasts, podcast corrections, follow up. Uh... Well, well, you know why? You know why? It's because your mom was on last week, and right. there would be no errors there. If I were on, there'd be a whole bunch of, of errors. So once again, thanks to her for, uh, for for filling in and not letting me make um, my number of errors. What are you walking off with? All right. Um, appreciation to to uh, to uh, Bob uh, Bob Freeze. With the Golden Monkey standings, um, he sent me the article this past week, and um, I will be posting that on the website um, next weekend. Um, he continues to do a wonderful job on that, and he said to me, he, he texted me that said that the final standings um, will be revealed at the, uh, the championship party to be named. So uh, wonderful job by, by Bob Freeze. And uh, just another follow-up, owners, you know, stay active in your, um, in your roster moves. Let's, let's play this out, you know, straight and, uh, you know, just try and, and make sure that we finish the season strong so that uh, we have a good ending to, to the Bush League season. Yeah. What about you? What, are you? what are you walking off with? I'm walking off with this monkey award thing. So I haven't, what seen, do you mean? I haven't seen the article yet, but... I talked him up 
you know, last week with my mom. And if I if my name is in the top third, I'm gonna start being pissed. I'm gonna start earning my monkey points. <laughs> if you're gonna give me, I'm gonna start earning them. I got four weeks left to earn them, and I'm gonna earn every damn one of them. <laughs> well, wait, wait till the article comes out and read where you are first. But uh, I shouldn't be well, on the thing. Don't you, don't, don't you think? I mean, we're we're kind of like we're kind of like the pitchers that are throwing 300 innings. So we're about. We're, we're, we're bound to be shelled someplace, so so there's more places for us to to be attacked, don't you think? And yeah, earn our points. I agree with you. So it's not it's not quite fair. It needs to be a, some sort of a ratio instead. We should be exempt. <laughs> well, I, it, maybe <laughs> how how you know? Here's the rule that you can make: is after this season, whoever wins it, don't they aren't they the the the, the title holder? And they get to pick for the fouling year, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, well, Bob, Bob's done a great job with that, and I, I like the fact that you know you're, you're slightly annoyed by this because everybody's taking it with a you know a, a good amount of, of humor, and uh, yeah, it's 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 been good follow up. Yeah. Whatever. I better not win that damn award. I know that. <laughs> it's coming back to you. I, might, I don't know. I, might, I, I, might I think retire. I might be up there. Yeah. Well, I just think, like, I agree with you. I just think we, we uh, open ourselves up for it. Well, yeah. But, but you know, it, quite honestly, I probably didn't need to call him Methuselah at the beginning of the season, and I kind of learned my lesson from that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, Chief. Uh, I will be back on the mainland uh, next week. Uh, we'll be back on, on Monday. Of next week, right? We will be back on Monday of next week, and then Sam and uh, Bob Freeze think about the the twelfth of September. Oh, right. See Good point. Can, Good point. Yeah, as we start to have the owners on. Yeah. See if we can get you in, um, and and we'll talk about the monkey points next week. All right, everybody, enjoy your uh, your uh, Labor Day holiday. Mahalo. Out. See you.